and welcome to the Nutrition by Samantha podcast. I'm your host, Samantha, nutritionist who is on a mission to cut through the nutrition confusion and help you become the healthiest version of you. In this podcast, you'll find expert advice on all things binge and emotional eating, sustainable fat loss, sports nutrition, and all things in between. I hope you leave each episode inspired and empowered to make smarter eating choices. Now, let's get into the episode. Hey, welcome back to another episode. I can't believe we're in October already. What the actual heck? Like, this year has just gone way too fast and I can't believe we have like three months of the year left. Crazy. Um, I hope you all had a lovely week. On the weekend, I went to the Tesla Tulip Festival, which was nice with my mum and my sister. So many people there. And the tulips were obviously all blooming and they looked beautiful. But at this tulip festival, there were just so many food trucks and I'm just such a foodie and I had to go look at all all the food that was available. But I couldn't help but think there were literally like zero healthy options there. Like there was nothing to get that was somewhat nutritious, seriously. And what we pretty much ended up getting was a crepe because it was like mid-morning, like, let's get a crepe. And then a potato twister, you know, those ones that they twist and then they deep deep fry and it's just amazing on a stick. Oh, awesome. That's like my favorite thing, but any carbohydrates are my favorite thing anyway. But that, that, that's all we had while we were there. There was just no options for even like a wrap or a sandwich or even just like, just like a healthier burger option. There's nothing. Anyway, and it made me think of a client I had, I think it was last week. She's going to Queensland. She's going to the theme parks and she was like I'm sure there'll just be healthier options at the theme parks and I knew that there wasn't because I had a client go there before she mentioned it as well and said there was nothing to get there that was some somewhat nutritious it just really sucks that I suppose in 2022 I feel like everyone is more health conscious wanting to eat better wanting to go for that better option but then you've got these festivals theme parks and whatnot that are still just not providing some healthy alternatives for people so I always recommend if you know that there's not going to be a healthy option just to take like a chicken or tuna wrap with you or something that's semi-nutritious, something that will push you through if you aren't wanting to get one of these options. Obviously here and there if you're on holidays like whatever it's not a huge deal but at the same time if you're wanting to eat better and feel good at the same time you don't have these options to go to so sometimes you're bringing your own lunch to these theme parks or festivals are a good option like I remember when I was a kid and we would go to theme parks like mum would bring food for us obviously it's because it's so overpriced at the same time but at the same time there isn't very good nutritious options so by going for you know bringing your own food it can help you make a better choice and you feel good afterwards as well but that was that. Anyway, and then I went out for dinner. I'm not going to say where we went because it wasn't good. <laughs> and it was, yeah, it was terrible. <laughs> we got margaritas and we both had a sip and we we're like, what the actual heck? This is disgusting. Like, how can you muck up a marg this bad? They did though. They managed to do it. Anyway, we pushed through and had it. We'll we both didn't complain about it. We just like sort of just had it. We're like, whatever. The food was just dry and also wasn't good but what's funny is so we're out for dinner talking away whatever just you know living our best life I guess and then this place that we're at turns into a club we're just like what the heck like out of nowhere 
the music just ramps right up, the lights go down, and then all these like 18 to 22 year olds start waltzing in in their short tight dresses and heels, and we're, all of a sudden we're at a club. And we're like, what the heck is going on? We were just here for dinner and now we're at a club. Like, how did this happen? Like, how did this restaurant just turn into a club like that? Anyway, it got to like 9.30. I'm like, mm, better go home. And we went to go pay. <laughs> go up to the bar and he's like, guys, want another drink? Like, we were there like clubbing with everyone else. Like, no, we're, we were here for dinner. We just want to pay for our dinner. It was honestly, it was just so bizarre. But would I go back? No. Was it worth it? No. But it was always so good to have dinner with a friend and just catch up and talk shit, everything. And then the next day, on Sunday, I had surf camp again, week two of surf camp. We went down to Point Addis and it was beautiful there. I've actually never been to Point Addis before and the view was just amazing. And we got there at 8 a.m. So there weren't many too, like too many surfers out. And yeah, it was just so fun to learn, get in the ocean I had my new wetsuit that I purchased from the surf shop, surf shop, surf shop. How's this right? Because I'm short, I'm five foot one and a half to be exact, 157 centimeters. Buying like the adults swim, the adults wetsuits are just too big for me. Even if I get the smaller size, like they're too long. So they don't fit me right. So I have to get the, like the largest size in like the kids section <laughs> so that it fits my arms and my legs. Um, and then also will fit my legs and my butt and everything. I've got bigger legs and butt than I suppose a kid. So I have to get the bigger size and kids and it fits perfect. I love it. But I got to wear my wetsuit for the first time. Go surfing. It was so much fun. I can't wait. Like every week I'm like, I can't wait for Sunday so I can go and practice surfing again. Had a great time. Anyway, that was my weekend in a nutshell. In this episode, we'll be talking about pre, intra and post-workout nutrition and how to balance this for weight loss as well. But before, I want to start by talking about a news article that came up for me about a weight loss drug called Ozempic, which I'm sure everyone has heard of by now. Um, It's been out for a while. It's been pretty popular in the news for the past year, but I read an article on it and I'm like, I'm going to talk about it today in my potty. So the way Ozempic works is it helps your pancreas produce more insulin when your blood sugar is high. So it slows down the food, leaving your stomach and helps prevent your liver from making and releasing too much sugar. So how this works is pretty much we all have a hormone called GLP-1. So I'm just going to call it that to make it easier. has a long word, too long to say, but this GLP-1 hormone is produced in the small intestine and it stimulates insulin secretion and inhibits glycogen secretion to lower our blood sugar levels. Now, if we don't produce enough insulin, your blood sugar levels rise above what's normal. And the higher your blood sugar levels get, the more hungry you become and the more cravings you get as well, which is obviously not ideal when you're trying to lose weight. So the drug Ozempic is predominantly made up of the hormone GLP-1 that we naturally make. However, this one is a synthetic version and it mimics the GLP-1 hormone in our body when it's injected into your body. So although Ozempic is very similar to the hormone we naturally produce, Ozempic has been modified so that it is less likely to be broken down and therefore has a longer duration of effect. So this means that it will increase the release of insulin when blood sugar is elevated for a longer period of time. And therefore it will decrease our appetite, decrease our cravings, 
because we now have more stabilized blood sugar levels, which now means we will eat less and therefore lose weight. So the people that took Ozempic lost a significant amount of weight, but as soon as they stopped taking it, the weight rebounded and they put the weight back on. So obviously this isn't a very sustainable solution to these people's weight loss desires and goals. Not only that is they have a significant list of side effects. And I wonder if these side effects are worth the weight loss in the first place, because these side effects do sound very extreme to me, such as the inflammation of your pancreas, changes in your vision, low blood sugar levels, kidney problems and kidney failure, gallbladder problems, thyroid tumors, and also cancer. And I've had clients be on a Zempic before, and they've had to stop within a few weeks because they've had significant stomach pain that was unbearable for them. So they had to stop taking a Zempic. Now, it's really important to know that you can get the same effects from a Zempic by changing your lifestyle. Obviously, changing your lifestyle is a whole lot harder than in- injecting a drug into you. However, if you are wanting that sustainable approach to your weight loss goals, there is really no other choice than to change your lifestyle and try to um, incorporate newer, healthier habits. So the way we can replicate how to achieve the same results as what a Zempic would give you is through changing your diet. So if we want to stabilize our blood sugar levels and increase the amount of insulin that's released when our blood sugar levels elevate, we can simply do this through exercise and good nutritious choices every single day. So exercise is associated with substantial improvement in insulin sensitivity, meaning that when we have some glucose, some sugar, our body is more receptive to it and will increase the amount of insulin it produces to help manage our blood sugar levels. We can also stabilize our blood sugar levels through our diet. So if we're eating a higher protein diet, we're getting lots of fiber in and some low GI carbohydrates. This is going to help manage our blood sugar levels and give us the same effect as if we were to take Zempi. We're going to feel less hungry, have less cravings and overall achieve our weight loss desires. So if you are considering taking this drug, please know the side effects. Please know that you can achieve the results of Ozempic through lifestyle changes and whatnot. And I'm sure if you are sort of in this place where you are considering it, I'm sure you've probably seen a dietitian through a care plan. And I know that when you go to the dietitian through a care plan, you're not getting the best service. You're in in five minutes and out <laughs> and they've given you a sheet of paper for you to just to with like basic things that you already know to do. There's been so many times I hear clients say, I've seen a dietitian through a care plan. They don't really help me. They just say, do this, do that. But I don't really have any guidance or any accountability or anything to follow to help me do that. It's just the basic info that you already know. So if you've tried that and, you know, the dietitian didn't help you and now you think you should go to a Zempic, please know there are other people like myself that can help you and give you more guidance, a little bit more accountability and a little bit more knowledge on how to actually incorporate a healthy, well-balanced diet and increasing fiber and increasing protein and having that overall balance into your diet so that you can achieve these results and not have to resort to weight loss drugs because weight loss drugs are temporary. They're not going to give you that long weight loss um, desires that you're after. It's going to be temporary. Once you stop, you're going to put that weight back on. So just be mindful before you start any type of weight loss drug as I know, and I really believe everyone can achieve the goals that they are after. I truly believe that they can do it. 
if they put their mind to it and they also have the right guidance and the right person to help them along the way and just be in their corner to be like, heck yes, you're doing so well. You're going to kill it. I know you can do this because that's what I truly believe for my clients. I know that they can achieve their, their results if they commit, if they do it, if they show up for themselves every single week, they have the accountability from me. They're going to achieve their goals without having to do anything dangerous like taking drugs. Alrighty, back to my tip for the week. My food recommendation is an egg McMuffin without the Mick. It's going to be a Sam McMuffin. No, I'm joking. Anyway, I've had it every single day for breakfast for the past two weeks and it is amazing. 400 calories for a McMuffin without the Mick. It's delicious. It is an English muffin. It is two eggs, slice of cheese, tomato relish, and two slices of deli turkey breast amazing it is so so good for 400 calories i highly recommend it for brekkie and man it fills you up as well so filling so good and i look forward to my breakfast every single morning now because it is balls. and it is about 25 grams of protein per per muffin i should also disclaim i'm making this at home i'm not going to mcdonald's or buying it i'm making it at home but yeah 25 grams of protein just over 400 calories awesome all right let's get into today's topic of a pre, intra and post workout nutrition and how to manage that on your weight loss diet. Because a lot of times when you see pre, intra, post workout nutrition, people are incorporating that on top of their calories, which can lead to actually weight gain. And you'd be like, why aren't I seeing weight loss results? And it's because you're not in that calorie deficit still. And most of the time when we talk about pre, intra and post workout nutrition, it could be someone like for an athlete, someone wanting to gain muscle mass that's when I suppose you hear about it more so but it is still really important for those that are trying to lose weight too and it's something I help my clients with is know how to eat around their workouts to get the best possible results from their workout now let's start with pre-workout nutrition so with pre-workout nutrition it is so important because if you have gone from not eating to before a workout to eating before a workout you will see massive massive changes in the amount of energy you can put into your workouts because you've got fuel on board. But we want to make sure we've got the right type of fuel on board to get the most out of our workouts. So realistically, this will start about two-ish hours prior to our workout. So this will be more so someone training during the day or at night. 90 minutes to get to two hours prior, we want to have some carbs and some protein in our meal. So We need to have some protein before our um, exercise about the two hours as it will help you maintain or build muscle size. And this is beneficial for anyone trying to improve performance, strength, improve your health or change your body composition, which in general just means increase muscle mass, lose body fat. It can also help with muscle damage. So the less muscle damage to your muscles, the faster you can recover and the better you can adapt to your exercise over the long term. And also floods your bloodstream with amino acids when your body needs them the most, which is during your workout. This boosts your muscle building capabilities. So not only are you preventing muscle damage, you can actually increase your muscle size too. We also want to make sure we are having carbohydrates about two hours prior to your training. So by having carbohydrates, this will help with recovery after you 
train as well, but it will help preserve muscle mass and liver glycogen. So this tells your brain that you are well-fed and increase helps increase muscle retention and growth. It will also stimulate the release of insulin. So when combined with protein, this improves protein synthesis and prevents muscle breakdown. So what can we have about this two-ish hours prior to when we're going to train? Depending on the time, we could either have eggs on toast or cottage cheese on toast. We can have eggs in a wrap. We could have a burrito bowl with like rice, beans and chicken, something like that. We can have a chicken or tuna wrap or sandwich. So you can see we've got the protein and we've got the carbohydrate component in our meal. We can also have a little bit of fats in this meal, but we don't want to overload the fats in this meal because this will help. This will slow down the digestion a bit. So Keep fats to a small amount, don't go overboard, but adding lots of avo and lots of cheese and lots of oil, just limit it a little bit. You can still add those things, just not so much of it. Now, that's what you'll have two hours prior. Now, 30 minutes prior to your training or your exercise, that's when you want to have more of the high GI type of carbohydrates. So this will be rapidly used by your body for energy, go straight into your bloodstream so you can use this for energy to get the most out of your workout. So how much should we be having? Roughly around 0.5 to 1 gram of carbs per kilo of body weight around 30 minutes prior to training. We want to make sure we're not having any fiber or fat in this time either, as both these options will take longer to digest and not be ideal before training. You don't want to be trying to digest food while also training. It's a really hard. Your your digestion will just be impaired and you won't feel good and won't feel light and energized for your workout as well. So we just want to make sure we have these high GI carbohydrates. So this could be a piece of toast with honey or jam on top or rice cakes with honey and jam on top. When I did CrossFit, I did it at 6.30 in the morning every morning. And I would have a fruit puree like squeeze pouch and I'd have that on the way to the gym. So by the time I finished my warm up, it was pretty much 30 minutes prior and I, it would be perfect for getting the most out of my workout. And man, when I didn't have those few pr- fruit purees, I noticed a massive difference in my energy output during my session. Another option could be bananas, dates, fruit juice, all great options to have prior to exercise in that 30 minutes prior. We also want to have caffeine. So I just would have a black coffee, but if you want to have like caffeine powder, you can. The amount of caffeine you need is roughly three milligrams per kilo of body weight. And having this roughly 30 minutes to 60 minutes before exercise is ideal. And there has been many, many studies that have proven the benefit of caffeine on sports performance. So I highly recommend having caffeine and those high GI carbohydrates 30 minutes prior to training. So if you are training first thing in the morning, don't worry about having your meal two hours prior. That's not realistic. Just make sure you've got your high GI carbohydrates and your caffeine to have first thing in the morning before you train. If you struggle to eat prior to training, I would recommend opting for the fruit purees because they are just so easily like easy to eat. It's pretty much just like a liquid. You just squeeze it and it digest quite easily you don't really feel like you've eaten at the same time but you're also getting the glucose that you need to perform optimally for your workouts now if you're doing something like pilates walking yoga you don't necessarily need a pre-workout snack you aren't really doing anything too strenuous where you're exerting a lot of energy 
or pushing really heavy amounts of weight at the same time or doing a high amount of cardio. So not so much needed then, more so if you're doing weight training, if you're running, doing some sort of HIIT workout like body fit, body fit? Yeah, I think that's what it's called. Um, the, the Like the group training, any type of workouts like that. CrossFit, definitely you want to get in your pre-workout nutrition on point. You will just get so much out of your workout. And if you're getting more out of your workout, you're going to be burning more energy. You're going to be burning more calories. I know that's not the point of exercise, but if it, if you're trying to lose weight, you've got to be able to be getting your calorie deficit. And by burning more energy, that is an easier way to get into your calorie deficit. So by having that pre-workout snack, it's going to help you burn more energy, which is what you want. Okay. So that is a bit on pre-workout nutrition. Going on to intra-workout nutrition. So not everyone needs an intra-workout nutrition. It is not necessary, especially if you're working out for, just say, less than two hours. If you find you are struggling to get through your workout, you're probably just not eating enough overall. And you probably need to just increase the amount of food you're eating overall over a given day or for the day prior, like for the, um, the, the day that's just passed. So if you find you get like halfway through your workout and you're huffed and puffed and you've got no energy to push through and you're only meant to be training for like an hour, then I'd look at your diet as a whole. However, if you're training for like longer than two hours, you're going to need more energy. You're going to need to top up on your pre-workout nutrition and have that into your your intra-workout nutrition. So this could be having like lollies. I forgot to mention lollies are another great pre-workout nutrition option you can also have them throughout your workout like some jelly beans or some snakes if you are running for a long period of time you can even have those liquid gels energy gels are great to have during a workout as well so yes during the intra workout we want to be having these high gi carbohydrates remember they prevent indigestion and slowing digestion and they get utilized by the body really quickly which is what you want during your workout you want that quick energy hit to be able to get through your workout as effectively as possible as they provide that immediate fuel source great for endurance athletes highly active people who are looking to gain weight or size or strength or performance all really great options for them so it's also important to know the amount of carbohydrates that your body can digest and absorb in a given hour so you know how much to have so pretty much our body can utilize about 60 to 90 grams per hour depends on your body, your weight and your height and all that sort of thing. These rates are best achieved with a mix of glucose, fructose and maltodextrin as well. Another intra-workout drink that a lot of people have are BCAAs. You definitely do not need to be having BCAAs during a workout. There would only be a small group of people I would recommend it to and that would be two people that are not getting enough protein in during the day or haven't had protein for a long time, having BCAAs can help to top up on that protein. And if we are training for less than two hours, what we really want to focus on is just making sure we're hydrating adequately throughout our workout and keeping our hydration topped up. So pretty much you want to be having at least a liter for every hour of exercise that you're doing on top of your usual water intake. It's just say you usually get two liters of water in If you're exercising for one hour, you want to get another liter in on top of that. Okay, so going on to your post-workout nutrition. Post-workout, we're focusing on the three 
ours. We're going to refuel, rehydrate and recover. So rehydrate, get enough water in, depending on what type of exercise you did. Maybe a sports drink could be beneficial at this time to help replenish our glycogen levels and make sure we are topped up on sodium and potassium, which we would have exerted throughout our workout. This is more so it could be for athletes, footy players, could be for someone that's gone for a run for a really long run or done a really big strenuous CrossFit session. We want to refuel, so we want to get enough glycogen in, so enough sugar back in. Um, This doesn't have to be instant. It can be slowly throughout the rest of your day. You can just make sure you're having some carbohydrates, which is your glycogen, throughout the day to make sure you are refueling adequately. It doesn't have to be immediately after your workout, but throughout the day, you want to make sure you are consistently getting carbohydrates in. Okay, and we also want to recover adequately by getting enough protein in. So eating protein after exercise prevents the protein breakdown and stimulates muscle protein synthesis. So this is what we want after our training or after our exercise. So it's important for better recovery, adaptation and performance. So what can this look like in a meal? So we can do something like some sort of protein like chicken, fish, Meats, anything with protein in it would be great. Some eggs could be good. Probably won't get enough protein in, but we want to be getting at least 30 grams in once we get home from our workout. We want to have some glycogen with it, some carbohydrates, whether that's rice, potatoes, pasta, something like that to help refuel. And we also want to be getting in some fiber in as well. So we get in some micronutrients just through getting in enough veggies in too. The amount of protein we need in a given day really depends on the person. However, in general, going for 1.2 to 2.2 grams of protein per kilo of body weight is ideal. If we can get that balanced out throughout the day, that would be really good with making sure we are getting enough protein in and it would be quite easy to reach as well if we are getting adequate protein in throughout each meal and through our snacks as well. So that is the general gist of your pre, intra and post-workout nutrition. Now, if you are wanting to lose weight, we need to incorporate these meals into our diet. So what we need to do is work out our total calorie expenditure for the day, which includes your workout. So we don't want to be working out our calorie deficit and then saying, oh, I've, I've burnt 200 calories in my workout, so I could eat 200 calories more. No, it doesn't work that way. You want to incorporate your exercise into your into your total calories and then work out how much you need to be eating so the way I would recommend you do this is dependent obviously on when you are training if you're training first thing in the morning include your pre-workout nutrition calories into your total calorie amount and then you know you go to train you come home and you have your post-workout nutrition meal So what this could look like, remember, we want to have protein. So we could have some eggs, some cottage cheese on toast that will give us our carbohydrates too. We also want to be rehydrating. So making sure we are having enough water in. And that's how you can incorporate your post-workout nutrition into your one of your main meals so that you can still be in your calorie deficit and achieve that, that weight loss goal that you're after. If you're training midday, maybe what you could do is have your morning snack as your pre-workout nutrition that way you can have your pre-workout then and then go train and then you come home and then you can have your lunch which can also be your post-workout nutrition too similar to if you have your your training at night what you could do is 
have your afternoon snack at your usual time, just say three, four o'clock, and then have a pre-workout nutrition meal snack prior on your way to the gym. So pretty much like 30 minutes prior to exercising. Then you go home and you have your dinner, which will also be your post-workout nutrition. You just got to make sure you hit those components of protein and carbohydrates in them. Super, super important. So that is a wrap on pre, intra and post-workout nutrition. If you're just the average gym goer, you know, you just want to get your workout in, get it done, go home, that sort of thing. Please don't stress too much about it in general. Just have something before your workout that's going to give you that instant energy. So those hydride carbohydrates I spoke about, that is your number one thing to focus on. And just make sure the rest of your diet has some protein and carbohydrates in it obviously you want to have your fats and your veggies as well but in particular after your training you want to have some protein and some carbohydrates so they're the main team main uh takeaway points i want you to take from this podcast if you have any questions in regards to pre intra and post-workout nutrition please feel free to send me a dm on instagram at nutrition underscore by samantha If you are struggling on your weight loss journey or struggling trying to reach your particular goals with your health, please send me a DM on Instagram. We can have a chat or you can head to my website, www.nutritionbysamantha.com.au to find out exactly what I offer, packages and what not. Thank you for tuning into this podcast. I hope you found it helpful and I look forward to speaking to you next week. Bye.